Hi, I'm Terry. And I'm Seal. We are so excited about <laughs> launching our podcast called Two Scoops, which is designed to empower you to lead a healthier lifestyle. Each episode will provide helpful tips on reframing your thinking and considering new possibilities for your life. Hi, this is Terry Reeves with Two Scoops of Inspiration. I am running solo today. My good friend and podcast partner, Seal, she and I have decided to practice social distancing, which has made me take a leap of faith and learn new technology. So I am doing an official Zoom audio recording, and I'm proud to be doing it with a very good friend of mine, Rico Mekas. And I would love to introduce him first by saying I met him at Queens. He is a bright light on this planet and could not be happier having you as our first official Zoom audio guest. <laughs> Thank you very much for having me, guys. And Thanks for being so open to switch, to switch to the technology and learn more. That's amazing. <laughs> well, we think about what's going on right now with the coronavirus, and we'll get into a little bit of how we can all practice better resiliency and learn how to cope with change. And it's already hard, as we know, but change that comes at you so aggressively as a virus like this that's spreading and affecting all of our lives, you are forced to have to act, acclimate and adapt. And so literally your story folds in beautifully with this and I'll kind of frame up for the listeners what's gonna happen today. Obviously we're doing a podcast with my friend Rico and I'm asking him to share his personal story because I think sometimes what happens is we don't slow down to share with one another about ourselves at a deeper level. It stays somewhat surface, like an iceberg. We kind of talk about the pleasantries and how's the weather and what do you do for a living, but we don't get underneath the iceberg to really understand the heart of a person. And I'm going to read something that's really fascinating to kick us off. And this is an article that I wrote last year about the importance of interviewing yourself and interviewing loved ones at a deeper level. And I'll give the hot link to this article at the end of the podcast because I have literally 25 questions that you can ask yourself so you have a better perspective of how you feel about your life, what your life's purpose is, a bit about health and happiness, and really what is it that you desire? What are the desires of your heart and what are the things that truly bring you great joy and peace? And I found this to be so poignant this morning. The article begins with, how well do you know yourself? What is your purpose? Finding clarity is not always easy and as life changes, your purpose may adjust with it. Sometimes it takes a big life event to cause you to pause and take inventory. But why wait? Be proactive. And we were going to do this interview with or without the coronavirus, but certainly these catastrophic events do have a way of stopping us in our tracks. And what better time to pause with you today and hear about your story. And so I'm going to toss it to you, Rico, to just frame up maybe how we met and then a little bit about your life's journey. You're from Germany. You are at Queen's University. You're an incredible athlete. I know you had dreams of being in the Olympics. So there's just so much and rich information. And I think passion-driven information that you'll be able to share through your story. So I'm just going to toss it to you. <laughs> Thank you very much, Terry. I think what you, read, uh, what you read about purpose, I think purpose is something that is really like I'm reflecting a lot on it. 
And sometimes I think you understand purpose only looking back. It applies to me too. I mean, I'm here now kind of fulfilling really a dream that I've, that I've had as a, as a child, really young. I mean, I was um, born and raised in Germany uh, doing track and field as a, as a very passionate athlete. Um, track and field, decathlon is, uh, is my, uh, I'm doing decathlon and javelin is my main event. And I was always striving to go to the Olympics. That was, that was the goal. And one step on this, or one important step on this journey was, of course, going to the U.S. to compete here on a collegiate level because the supporting system in Germany is just not as great as it is in Germany to combine athletics with um, studying. So that was my dream. But eventually, after graduating uh, in high school, I've been on a, I've been on, I've lived in Australia for a year. I wanted to get ready to um, to come to the U.S. To improve my English and to just um, get ready and joining a training group there but then something happened uh, injury broke out that um, doctors actually kind of predicted earlier already that there's a risk for it to break out in my knee and I had surgeries on both of my knees and doctors told me that was it like doing sports is never going to be an option anymore I mean I could be grateful if I could jog or walk without any pain. They even wanted to put me in a wheelchair at some point after the surgery. So really that dream was completely gone. And um, so I'm going to just interject when we are met with adversity and we get news that's not what we want to hear and our life as we know it is disrupted, much like our lives are right now. Hmm. And it's what do you do with that? How can you persevere? and not let a momentary setback really define your future. And so maybe begin to, and I think it's where you were going anyway, is that sense of resiliency and how you decided to reframe your thoughts around this challenge. That's actually super interesting because there's a lot of parallels to our situation at the moment. Because back then when I was in the hospital with this diagnosis, I really lost the control over what I have defined myself uh, with before. Like um, there was really nothing that I could that I could do in that moment, other than just being there, being here now, with my thoughts, with all my fears, of course. Because until then, I have defined my whole life about track and field, and I, I guess that's something that we feel now here too. Like there's stuff happening in the outside, like borders are closing. I mean, I could not even fly out to Germany anymore now um, at this point. And um, that really, we've, we cannot really control things that we took for granted taking influence on. We're forced to, to kind of sit still now and in a way surrender. And not that I kind of intentionally wanted to do that, but I was forced to surrender in that situation too. And that actually brought me to a point where I was, I mean, before I was very much looking for answers in the outside. So going for the Olympics, wanted, from, from one to the next championships, getting that trophy, to be confronted now, what, what, is, what is there now? Like, what is left? If I could never do that anymore, what's left here? What is that? And, and maybe also starting to ask the question, was there maybe a purpose? And from there, I, I, I think I shifted to look for answers, not really, not, not that much in the outside anymore, but to really look for answers in, in the inside. I mean, I, I started at that point doing things that I, I mean, just things happened, just, just got into my life. 
not that I, not that I intentionally was looking for it. I mean, I was, I, I met people who introduced me to yoga and to Tai Chi I, uh, and Qigong meditation and um, that I could not have ever imagined doing before. But um, it was also, and I, I, I think I developed a completely different um, perspective on my own values and, and who I really am. And I think that is something that, I mean, regardless of what you, you, you have so many informations about the corona, every expert, every doctor is, um, knows better what, 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 um, what's going on here at the moment. But what it really does, it really brings people to a point where they're calming down, where they are kind of, it's almost like we're also giving nature a space to, I, I just read an article where, where they said like um, at, at the coast in Italy, there are now, they've seen dolphins there that they have not seen for, met, seen for many years. The canals of, of, um, of Venice are as clear, as, as beautiful as they haven't been before because there are no more boats in there. So it, it, it's kind of really, it feels like we're like a reset to, to really the things that are really, really important to take care of each other, to appreciate what it means to hug someone or to get close to someone. Like we really become aware that this is something that we take so much for granted and all the technology and advancement and this consumption society that we thought makes us so free and independent actually doesn't really. And it brings us really back to, to what's important. And so, I think so interesting just hearing your words. What jumped into my head is it's almost like a big, giant, global pause. Mm. And to reframe the way we're looking at this rather through the lenses of fear, how can we wake up and be more aware and awake in the moment mm. to be a true witness to the things that really matter? Because we can and i'll speak for myself take things for granted and perfect example is i teach yoga as my side hustle and i love it and i've taught some form of exercise for the last over three decades and we are unable to touch and to adjust our clients because of the social distancing and all the precautions that we need to be taking and i was like I was taking for granted the ability to be able to touch someone, to shake someone's hand, to hug someone. And, you know, this big global pause, if you will, is requiring a lot of introspection, a lot of self-regulation, minimizing and learning to shift and adapt to the new normal. And to do that with some level of resiliency and even finding gratitude because when we do pause and slow down and look back at the real simple things in, in life, it begins to remind you that it's not the car, it's not the second home, it's not the fancy clothes, it's really the ability to look somebody in the eye and reach over and touch their face and hug them and be in that space together without feeling like there is a quarantine that's keeping you apart. Mm -hmm. And although that is what we are being encouraged to do now, with social distancing to at least bring the bell curve down on the severity of this virus spreading, it does make you appreciate that a hug and a touch is so powerful. Mm. And although we are being distanced, you can't quarantine the heart. You can't quarantine love. 
you can't quarantine communication. Great news about technology is with all of our advancements in technology, it will allow us to stay connected and it will allow us to stay socially, virtually connected. But nonetheless, we need to be in community. And when we go through challenging times, I just read something that, that Gallup sent out yesterday and it, it's the largest study, you know, they do global research and tons of surveys and have great information to share. And the largest survey they did was about what happens in catastrophic events. What are people looking for from their leadership? And they're looking for trust. They're looking for optimism. They're looking for resiliency. They're looking for hope. And I thought, you know, when I read it, I thought, what a, what a beautiful thing. If that is in fact what we as human beings are seeking from our leaders, then why don't we be the leaders that we're seeking? And how can we reframe our thinking and begin to energetically shift towards hope and away from fear to be informed, but not to live in fear? And, you know, it's kind of a, a swirling conversation with us because it's hard not to talk about something that's, that's like a heavy blanket laying across the globe right now, but it does liken back to your own story is you get a, a diagnosis that basically says you might not walk again and you had dreams to be an Olympic athlete. And so I want to dive a little bit deeper into that Rico in terms of your mindset and how that reset allowed you to pursue. And I know you're a stellar athlete at Queens right now and you're crushing it as a, as an athlete. So clearly you found a way around the boulder and have surfaced on the other side where I've heard you mentioned several times that you seek inside yourself for happiness and purpose. And you have learned to not be shut down by a diagnosis, but rather motivated. And you've achieved far greater than I think you ever thought you could. And so maybe go back and unpack some of those pieces for me. Hmm. It's actually interesting because when I was listening to how on, I noticed actually um, how you also reframed the situation and the challenge because when we were on the phone this morning and we were actually supposed to meet in person today and I kind of didn't really have a good gut feeling of doing that at the moment because um, I'm, I'm here surrounded by, by some internationals and I, I'm just not sure. I mean, I'm not, I was not really afraid for myself that much, but also just thinking of you guys and and I brought it up and I was a little bit harsh how is Terry gonna react and I'm immediately you were like oh yeah maybe we could do that and um, you, you were con like maybe we could use that to learn more I have not tried soon before but maybe this is op is an opportunity to learn and I was like wow this is impressive like how you were so quickly reframing and seeing the purpose in that challenge. And I think that was something that was the key. I'm not sure if I had that, tr uh, that muscle, that reframing muscle uh, trained as well as you have over the years. Well, back thank then. you. <laughs> but I think I, was, I think I was forced to, to really seeing and finding the purpose in that struggling and to really face it rather than trying to run away from it. And I think that is also something that we're facing here. And maybe this is something that we can maybe as a message with this podcast deliver to despite um, everything that we can do, like there's uh, the social distancing and the hygiene and a lot of things that we can do, but like also to 
to reframe what is the opportunity because it, it makes me sometimes, I mean, I've seen some videos of people who are now crushing the supermarkets and punching people away to get toilet paper. That makes me a little bit sad. And I wish some people would be more aware and more present to really be able to reframe, to see, hey, what is maybe an opportunity here? And I think here we are, even as a society, forced to have that shift in mindset now. And I think on an individual level, we all have that when, when it comes to challenges just like mine, you know, facing that you can never compete again, even though you have been defining yourself only through doing track and having the goal to go to the Olympics, if that's not possible anymore, to really have that shift of saying, hey, what could be a purpose in that? What, and, and I think that is something, a muscle that I since then have developed Whenever there are some challenges coming up, I always try to, to ask myself, what could this be good for? What could this bring me that I was not open to see it, maybe? And um, yeah, that, that was just something that I thought was so impressive with you to, uh, this, this morning. Because, I mean, you literally have not set up a, a Zoom before and now we're in it, here and recording this. And it brings an opportunity also for you moving forward. Yeah, so I think back to your question, I, I drift, drift, drifted a little bit away, but I think this um, reframing muscle in, 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 in the mindset is, was really key for me to, I mean, of course, letting go a little bit of what I thought is right for me, because at that point, it was completely not realistic to go back to track anymore, to run again. But I, I was completely open to surrender, to see what's coming now, and also kind of trusting that the right things will come. And I mean, that was not from today till the next, it, it kind of evolved in a process. Is something that now is giving me an inner strength that I, I feel like no matter what's gonna happen now, I mean, even now with the coronavirus, I sometimes feel even bad when people around me freak out. I almost have like an inner excitement in a way. Don't get me wrong here. I'm not getting excited, exciting if people are, dying or like if, if all those bad things happen but i'm getting an excitement to see oh wow what what could this bring like for, for not, not just for me but for for all of us like for the people around me like i've i've had so many conversations over the phone with my grandparents many more than i've had um before like in in in, two, in the past two years since i've since i'm here in the u.s very very genuine conversations loving conversations I mean, it gives me now a strength that I, that I feel like no matter what's coming in the outside, because there are so many things that we cannot really control, but kind of developing that trust and surrender and not saying that I've, that I've mastered it, but, um, <laughs> but developing that muscle. You know, it's, it's, you, we look back in history and history has a way of repeating itself and we can learn from history and we've you know, overcome Great Depression, you know, 9-11 the financial global crash of 2008 and all of those are catastrophic events which create this global pause and i believe that we stop looking externally there is this deeper introspection because we begin to value life more conversations with your grandfather that you mentioned saying i love you more there are just fundamental things that we revert back to that are those basic needs that we have to be loved to be accepted and to feel safe. And when that is shaken, 
what can happen is we can turn to one another as a community to work together, to rebuild things, to be resilient together, to not stand alone in fear, but to unite in faith and hope. And this will require a lot of people who aren't comfortable flexing that resiliency muscle or that ability to reframe. It's going to put people outside their comfort zone, but that is a great place to be because that is the only place you grow. And I think about my own journey. I've had enough setbacks that I could either jump in the hole and stay there, or I could climb towards the light and get stronger as a result of that and realize I do have the capacity. I do have the capability to move through catastrophic challenges and get to the other side. But what I do feel is incredibly important is a sense of community during this time. The, ability to reach out. And even if it's virtual, there's such this dynamic of just conversation to be in chat groups where you are in virtual groups together to reframe. I was thinking this morning, you are right. I'm like, by gosh, I'm not going to let this keep me from interviewing Rico. We've been talking about it for two weeks. There is a way to rework this. There is a solution. We just have to look a little closer and dig a little deeper. And then I was thinking, okay, if I have to stay in my house, there's a lot of closets that need to be cleaned. There is a book that I'm writing called Power in the Pause that I've been promising myself that I will finish. And there are ways that I can take my time and attention and be informed in what's going on, but also be effective and take that energy and time and focus it into things that are important to me that could have an impact on the world in a more po- positive way. And even now knowing how to zoom, I'm thinking about running some yoga classes and some mindfulness talks online that may be a way to give back and to invite community, but in a slightly different way. So I think this has been such a perfectly timed podcast and how our stories, our own stories of overcoming and persevering and getting to the other side should be a reminder of the hope and that we can get there. It just might not look like it today, but it's often darkest before the dawn and this too shall pass. And I know those are cliche things to say, but history shows that the human spirit is resilient. And as a community, we can rise up stronger out of the ashes. Another, you know, point backwards to the Phoenix rising. So there is so much in history that just points to the fact that we are a resilient nation and that for a while we just might have to let go, trust ourselves in the process and each other. And I, you know, trust God. At the end of the day, we're really not in control, but what we can do is be more mindful of our own actions, pause a little bit more to process and dig a little bit deeper to try to get closer to the truth because often when we live in reaction, we're just automatically responding. We're triggered. Fear comes from that place, overreaction, defending, deflecting, all the things that aren't the highest order in our evolution as human beings is how can we pause to be a bit more enlightened and a bit more intentional in the way that we take action, how we speak to one another and how we show up in the world. And I think it's going to be so important 
that everybody take personal responsibility on how do you want to show up in the world and how do you want to make a difference and how do you want to lead yourself, your family, your organizations, your community? How can you speak up in a way that pushes us forward into compassion, hope, and the future looking brighter than the opposite of that? So I am so happy to have you on the podcast today. And I'd love to just ask you a couple of last minute things. One is, is there anything else that you would like to share? And then I'll move us to close, but I wanted to, to toss it back to you one more time. As I was listening, um, I was also reflecting again on how to find purpose here in this situation. And what helps me too, just in general, and um, to, to find purpose in things is also asking myself the question, how can I maybe also serve others in this situation? Because if, I think if you, and, and I can see it here too, like um, a lot of young, young athletes here who I usually have not really experienced that much considering others or like that's, that's something that athletes often have kind of a little bit in their mindset to be very egocentric driven in a way, like on, on their own goals. But now we are, we are really also forced to think of others, like our loved ones who may not have us, whose immune system may not be as strong as ours or we just are concerned about it. And I think this is something that gives me also power to shift the focus a little bit back from what do I really want towards what can I do that brings value to someone else? Because I, I personally think there's no higher purpose than serving, serving others and whatever that may look like. And I think this is also something that I would encourage people to really look at in these uh, days and weeks and maybe even months to really face it and look at it and not trying to not following just the fear, but um, really looking the fear in the eyes, <laughs> kind of, because there's, um, there's very often something much more beautiful that we can find. Very well said. And the ability to seek inside yourself and to get more clarity mm. and to create what is my position, how can I contribute? And how can I show up? Yes. And then the collective consciousness, if we all begin to move with compassion towards hope, rather than landing and getting stuck in fear, there is a tremendous mindset and energetic shift that I believe is going to be very powerful at this point in our lifetime towards getting us closer to the light and helping us steer through the darkness. And I'm just tickled that you were part of this with me today and my two scoops, my takeaways would be to pause so that you can move through this challenging time with greater intention and purpose to not be isolated, to reach out to community, although that might be and feel slightly different through virtual chats, through conversations, but don't detach and move into that place of fear. If you feel yourself sliding into that place, reach out to someone that can help guide or provide suggestions on how to move you into that space of hope and to help you flex those resiliency muscles. And we've all got friends that 
have kind of got that personality that when you know things are not going great, that's the person I can call because they can give me a life jacket, not to save me, but to give it to me and help me save myself, if that makes sense. So that's my two scoops of inspiration. And on a lighter note, we always ask folks that we interview, what is your favorite kind of ice cream? <laughs> dark chocolate. Dark chocolate? Yes. If y'all saw Rico, he is a dark chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> so Rico, I'm very happy. I will be posting um, two scoops of inspirations on Instagram, Facebook, and it's two scoops of inspiration podcast on Facebook, two scoops of inspiration on Instagram. You can also go to my website at empowerhealthamerica.com. And I will have posted the article that I mentioned in terms of how you can ask yourself or someone you love. And it would be a perfect exercise to do right now is spending time with people that you love, asking them powerful questions about their purpose and their passion. These life driven questions that drop you in deeper. Another way to find the silver lining is pausing to slow down with people you care about and getting to know them just a little bit better. It is my pleasure, Rico. Thank you so much for being here today and uh, enjoy. Thank you. Thank you very much. 